comes out the hockey show with Tyler Briggs and Tim Hikeaway. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 34 of Tongues Out, the hockey show. One half of the show, Tyler Briggs, and the other half across from me. Tim Hikeway, how's it going, people? He's back in person. Yeah. Back in person, looking better yeah. than ever. Today, we had the privilege to interview our first Stanley Cup champion yep. on the podcast. And our first Memorial Cup champion. Yeah, and our first Calder Cup champion. Yeah. Was there anything this guy didn't win? Not, not much. There's, there's not much. No. Derek Meech was our guest tonight, and awesome interview. Yeah. Probably, Amazing interview. Uh, he actually beat both of us here. Yes. And he was waiting at the top of the stairs here at the Iceplex, and we started shooting the shit right away, and he was just a easy guy to easy guy to talk to. I felt like I knew him my whole life. So, yeah, yeah definitely. We got into everything from his days with the Red Wings, winning the Cup. Uh, we touched on his time here with the Jets. He spent a little, little bit of time here. I think he was actually the first local Winnipegger yep, I, to yep. play for Jets 2.0, other than, well, Eric Ferris from Winkler, but... Yep. That would be the only other local guy that that season. So uh, we touched a little bit on his time here in Winnipeg. We'd move on, and Timmy obviously teed him up on a couple questions of the WHL. His time in Red Deer. Yeah, which is totally your wheelhouse, right? Yeah, got to see a lot of Rebel games back in the day. Yeah, That's when Brandon and them were both the powers of the uh, East and the Central. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got to see him play a couple times in the playoffs, and got to watch a lot of Cam Ward, so saw a lot of Derek play with rebels back in the day with my dad so mm -hmm. this is pretty cool no definitely he's played with well i mean right from that red wings team that won in 2008 he's played with some amazing players yeah. uh like he'll get into it later i don't yeah. want to give anything away really here so unless we really have anything else to this say is, this is an episode taylor made for Derek blanchard oh Derek blanchard <laughs> yeah so big shout out to uh the biggest tongues out well, I guess Wings fan that and, we know. Yeah, in he's general. right here in your family too right now. That's right, yeah, yeah definitely. So uh, we'll even uh, let Derek in on a little bit of uh, news that he didn't even know. Der uh, Meech will let him in on a little bit of news uh, later in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we know you're listening. And for everybody else who's listening, we just hope that you guys enjoyed this as much as we did. Oh, we're this was a blast. Yeah, we're still smiling. It, yeah. was, it was a blast. So without, uh, without holding you off any longer, here is Derek Meech. Tongues Out is very excited to introduce our guest for tonight. He was a seventh round pick of the Detroit Red Wings in 2002 and would go on to play 144 games during his NHL career, including a stop in Winnipeg, playing for his hometown Jets for parts of two seasons. He's a Mem Cup champion, two-time AHL All-Star, Calder Cup champ, and perhaps most famously, Stanley Cup champion as a member of the Detroit Red Wings in 2008. Heck, man, you've won everywhere you've gone, so it's pretty cool. Welcome to the podcast, Derek Meech. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks yeah, for coming out. Yeah. yeah, we really appreciate you coming out yeah. on, uh, well, we've been trying to get you out, so this is, this is awesome. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Lining Good it up. So. so we've got a lot to get here, like a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. We'll try and uh, shorten it up, but before we begin, I'd just like to say thanks to... Uh, Thanks to you for taking your time out of your day to join us. Hey, yeah. no problem. Yeah. I was looking forward to this. Like we were yeah. saying before beforehand, you know, we've each got little ones at home, so yeah. it's sometimes it's hard to find the time. But um, and as far as the space goes, uh, shout out to my buddy Hoff here at the yeah. True North Youth Foundation Hoffer, for yeah. hooking us up. Out of way, yeah, good guy, <laughs> definitely. So uh, as far as the True North Youth Foundation, I know you're involved with the foundation yourself, but I'd just like to know exactly what your role is in the foundation because, I mean, I'm, I coach. I'm only here part-time, yeah. so just kind of curious. Yeah, uh, I guess the short end of it is that uh, yeah, me and Justin Kurtz mm -hmm. uh, run a program called Learn to Play, and uh, it's, it's a partnership with the NHL and the NHLPA um, to basically uh, – 
broaden the game and, and raise awareness for the game, uh, introduce new people to the game, and, and also try to work on the culture of the game a little bit too, because uh, that's always important, uh, creating sort of a love for the game before all the ultra-competitiveness comes into play. Right, so, uh, which you know all about, right? Yes, yes. yeah, and, uh, and that's so important. I, know, I knew when I was growing up, uh, you know, just, just getting out, playing street hockey, any amateur sport in general was... Uh, hugely beneficial for uh, for life skills and confidence and all the rest of it so uh, this is a great program in the sense where uh, I get to work with kids and, and sort of give back uh, to the game a little bit which is really nice uh, and also it's, it's a lot of fun uh, Justin's a, an awesome guy to work with uh, we also work with uh, uh, Jen uh, Mantler and uh, my buddy Jesse Moe uh, and so we have a nice uh, system and, and we run it run it pretty well so it's it's a lot of fun and uh i've been really fortunate to be sort of given the opportunity to do it definitely and yeah. i kind of i kind of feel the same with myself hoff was the one that asked me to do it and exactly when you say giving back that's totally how i feel because it's it i i know how it was when i was a kid parents yeah. drive me to the rink whatever it is yeah. like i've got a group of kids that i think there's three sometimes four that i drive to every practice and game like yeah it's it's the payoff and i know that you know, they might not thank you after every ride, but no. I know, like, later down the line, they're going to remember that kind of stuff, or at least I hope, right? Yeah, for sure. And, mm -hmm. and we do get uh, super positive feedback from, you know, parents start to come and watch their kids, and mm -hmm. uh, people that knew nothing about the game uh, are That's, all of a sudden yeah. big fans, and yeah. uh, and they realize that it's a lot of fun for their kids, and it's a it's a win-win situation. Yeah, no, definitely, I, I agree. Um, moving away from that, yeah. uh, you've had quite the career. You're from here, which is, which yeah. is awesome, and so I suppose there's no better place to begin than your own roots, and so... So like so many of us here in Canada, uh, let's, I guess, let's set the stage. So the backyard rink or yeah. the local community center, what, uh, what part of Winnipeg did you grow up and just how did you get into the sport? Yeah, so I grew up in, in South St. Patel uh, on Malmesbury Street we, uh, when you could see the perimeter at that point. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because now there's just way different a million now. houses out there. So yeah, say. obviously there's been some growth. But uh, yeah, I grew up in St. Patel. I uh, played hockey out of Dakota Community Center, nice. um, which was basically just a little building and, and some outdoor rinks when I first started there. Uh, I remember what it used to be like. And, I, and I'm not even that old, so it's, it's come yeah. a long way in a, in, a, in a good period of time, obviously thanks to our buddy Jonathan Taves, who's, Definitely. Uh, yeah. who's uh, really Dressed it up a little here. bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's uh, been unbelievable to watch too. But uh, yeah, so I grew up there, and, and then a big, big portion of my uh, my love for the game was on the street, basically, playing yeah. street hockey yeah. with my friends. Good and, bunch uh, of guys and girls or whoever. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was the old routine where you'd come home, uh, do your homework, or say you did your homework. Say you did your homework. <laughs> Enough <laughs> of it, right? Yeah. yeah, and then head out on the street and see who wanted to play a game of street hockey, basically. Yeah, absolutely. So that, was, uh, that, was, that was my day-to-day -day back in the back in the day definitely and it's yeah. not that different from just any any, any kid yeah. here any kid across yeah. Canada that's yes. pretty much how it started for me too yeah exactly Even before I started playing ice hockey yeah. way before and I started late so. I was just gonna see, see you'd be uh, grinding down your pads in the concrete right? yeah. yeah oh yeah exactly yeah. scraping my knees <laughs> yeah whatever it was yeah exactly taking yeah. frozen balls off the oh face. Yeah. yeah I think my dad tried firing at me when they were frozen trying to get me not to be a goalie and <laughs> it didn't work didn't pay off for some <laughs> sick reason you loved yeah. it so. yeah. that's awesome yeah. Yeah. so playing your mind hockey year in Winnipeg at what point did you think you could make a career out of it like was it a scout that approached you was it your own parents anybody like who when did you realize you, you might have the talent to take it to the next level um fairly late in my development actually I think um I think early on uh, my dad he wasn't really a crazy hockey parent I, I think the first time 
uh, he thought about putting me in hockey. I, I think he, he was watching, um, you know, some of us skate at maybe Dakota yep. uh, with, with a, a friend of mine's dad. And uh, the guys, everybody was kind of skating around, and my, my uh, buddy's dad was like, uh, so when are you going to put uh, Derek in hockey? And my dad was kind of like, well, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it yet. Uh, we'll see. Like, mm-hmm. and, uh, and my buddy's dad was like, well, are you sure? Like, have you seen him, like, skating around out here? And so uh, I think my dad, like, looked, and he's like, well, maybe I should try to put him maybe in. Maybe I should, so, eh? Yeah, so then, uh, so then he put me in, and... Uh, and, and so that's, that's how it went. And he wasn't, uh, like I said, he wasn't very pushy, but uh, I was just, like you said, I, I had a huge love for the game. I loved playing street hockey. I loved any, anything to do with hockey. Uh, you know, obviously um, playing on a bunch of different teams as a kid. And then um, all of a sudden, I guess I, when I really found out that I had a, a potential to move on was sort of around the Bantam draft time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wasn't super knowledgeable even about the Wheat Kings or, or anything like that. I was a huge Jets fan when the Jets were here mm-hmm. and uh, and obviously knew uh, certain guys that had played for, for the Wheat Kings like Justin Kurtz yep. and, and yep. Corey Stern and some, some different guys like that. Mm-hmm. So I was a huge fan of the game, the Bisons too in the, in the, in the city here. My dad used to take me to a lot of uh, Bison. Yeah, so your dad's too. a university professor? Is that what he, he is? He was, was? A, is a high school uh, high teacher. School. Yeah, okay, so coach. the yeah. guy I work with was like, uh, he was like, oh, how's the podcast going? I was like, oh, pretty cool. And he doesn't know anything about hockey. You <laughs> probably won't even listen to this, but then he goes, uh, I, I was like, yeah, no, we, I think we're going to be interviewing Derek Meech. And he goes, oh, is that uh, Dennis Meech's kid? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. He was like, oh, yeah, he taught me. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So even a guy who didn't know anything about you knew who you were. So Yeah, I know, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. My yeah. dad, uh, I, I do, it's funny, I do run into a lot of people my dad taught. And, yeah. uh, obviously, it's Winnipeg, it's a small city. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's not hard. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So when the Jets, you were talking about you're a big Jets fan. Yeah. Uh, when they left, Timmy and I, I we talked, said the same thing to Steen, but we were only about seven. Yeah. Didn't really have a huge, uh, I guess, idea of what was completely just going on. Just before you get into it. Right, so, right, just yeah. before we got into yeah. it. Like I, I think I started playing the year after, and so... Yeah. I'm guessing with you being about five years older than us, kids your age would have had their hearts ripped out. I was prime time, and I, yeah. was, I was crushed. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, it was funny, like not funny, but heartbreaking. My dad, uh, well, it was a good story, actually. My dad, in the playoffs, I just, you know, every kid wanted to go to the Jets games. They're mm-hmm. playing the Detroit Red Wings in, in, the, in the first round. And uh, I, I just wanted to go to a game so bad. My dad said he might be able to get tickets, and then he came home one day, and he's like, sorry, I can't get any tickets. So I what <laughs> I, I said what? and then I ran away and slammed my door and like cried in my bed for a couple hours I think or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. we eventually ended up getting tickets to a game and went to uh, to one of the the Wings games and we were decked out full white. Oh, wear, yeah. wear white for the final fight was the shirt I think I had. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. And then just the emotion after that, just like Steiner was saying, like mm-hmm. I listened to that that one too and. Uh, it was serious motion. You look around the crowd and uh, mm-hmm. everybody's crying, and you know we thought they were gone for good. So yeah, and poor Steiner, like he, it was his Jersey retirement night. Oh on, yeah, uh, on uh, that night when they found out they were moving. Yeah, like, yeah. Poor, oh, like yeah, and they had that big drive to try to save the Jets and all this stuff. But yeah. I, I guess you know it was kind of inevitable. Did you pitch in for that? <laughs> I'm sure I did. I'm sure you probably did. I, I'm sure I bugged my dad forever <laughs> to pitch like that. He's kind of a cheapo though. So I don't know. <laughs> sorry, Dennis. <laughs> Oh, right on. Uh, so you're a seventh round pick in 2002, yep. Detroit Red Wings, obviously. Did you and your family make it to Toronto for the draft, or did you find out from home? Were you expecting to be drafted? Yeah. I think there was uh, nine rounds then, so. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was not projected to go, obviously, first three sort of things. So 
Uh, my agent at the time sort of said, you know, you could go if you want, we could go, but you might not get called and, and that sort of thing. And, and so my projection was pretty low and uh, we decided not to go because, I, you know, sitting there might be pretty painful and, and not getting chosen. And I, mm-hmm. and I figured, uh, you know, if I get picked, I get picked and someone will call me. And uh, on that note, I guess the way I found out was kind of a funny story too. Um, I this one morning uh, it was a weekend I believe um, you know I knew the draft was going on and uh, I didn't have any expectations though I wasn't really projected and, of course and I was kind of yeah. down in the bu- in the bucket list or, or the mm-hmm. lower list and so uh, I was I didn't have any expectations um, but I was sleeping at the time I think it might have been around you know your teenagers yeah sleeping. of course right my stepbrother Kyle uh, came and started banging on my door and it kind of woke me up in the morning. I was like, what do you want? Kind of thing. And, uh, and uh, he's like, someone's on the phone for you. I was like, tell him I'll call him back. I'm sleeping. And he's like, no, you're going to want to take this one. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, okay. So I get out of bed and uh, answer the phone. It's, it's the Red Wings. And, uh, you know, I think uh, it was one of their top head scouts or something like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, told me that I was drafting the seventh round by the Wings. And it's one of those situations where it's fairly surreal. I was a yeah. huge Jets fan, but I was yes. also a pretty big Red Wings fan because they had some unbelievable oh, teams yeah, at that I was point. Just gonna and say, uh, yeah. they're ripping it apart, kind of thing. So uh, I was ecstatic, obviously, and uh, and so I was like, oh man, I hung up the hung up the phone. I was like, oh man, I got drafted by the Red Wings. Like, what the hell? He's like, in the seventh round. He's, and then so we're all pumped. We're jumping around <laughs> and yeah. you know hugging. And then all of a sudden, I look at the clock. I was like. Oh no, I'm late for work. Yeah. And I was actually working at 7-Eleven at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no way, really? No way. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. So, uh, so I was like, hey, I, gotta, I gotta go to work. And so the the celebration was short short lived, but uh, oh. I, I, got, I got into work a little bit late. <laughs> I'm sure they were probably they were fine okay. with it. Oh, yeah. Good excuse. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good excuse. So you're mentioning. So you were a Wings fan. They, uh, you talked about the teams. Yeah. They were they were, they were a juggernaut for a number of years. They were fresh off their third cup in six years, mm-hmm. and imagine walking into your first training camp was just like you're a wide-eyed man so uh what was it like pulling on the winged wheel even at training camp for the first time yeah that was uh those those are crazy times uh just thinking back to that it was kind of a whirlwind thinking back my whole career was a whirlwind thinking, thinking yeah. back through the whole thing but those are some unbelievable times they always had their uh, training camp in traverse city michigan mm-hmm. which is uh an unbelievable little city uh right on uh, lake michigan there yeah or, uh, there's a couple bays that come into this uh, this this city, and uh, it's it's kind of a touristy place in the summertime. Lots of people come there to fish and golf, and there's there's mm-hmm. everything there, right? So that's where they'd have their camp. We'd stay at a resort there, and uh, with it had like three different golf courses, and you know that was back in the time where you're just kind of getting to the end of where guys would show up to training camp to get in shape, right? Like, right. It. it Working out at that point was was a big deal, but you still had those old guys that kind of were in that era where right because you know, this guys was like Shanahan, yeah. Federov, yeah. you know, all these guys been around mm-hmm. for so long, and and uh, it was kind of their time to get in shape to get into shape, yeah. And uh, you guys would so, all show up, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it was uh, and and walking into the room where you got uh, you know not only a couple you know superstars, but it's kind of like you're walking into like a Hall of Famer, Hall yeah, that essentially team. like that, that too. Well, you're drafted the year after they won the O two cup that's yeah. arguably one of the best teams, teams of all ever. time yeah yeah wow. i know and it's uh it, that was super surreal for me and mm-hmm. uh obviously very fortunate to be part of that but uh, i remember my first um inter-squad game uh i started uh the game with i think it was brett hall brendan shanahan 
mm-hmm. Sergey Fedorov, uh, Chris Chelios, and then me. And so mm. I'm standing out there like kind of Bambi legs, like yeah. the blue line, like I've got your hockey play card, cool, I've got your hockey yeah. card. Yeah, yeah. play it cool, play it cool. Yeah. And uh, Hard. all those guys are, were awesome. And, of course. Uh, you know, you have all these big ideas of what certain guys are going to be like, but at the end of the day, uh, all those guys are just really down to earth and, mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, they do anything to help you out and, and try to right. it was, it it was the, It was the vets before them that did the That's same, right? right? That's yeah. just the way hockey culture's always been. For right? sure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. it was unbelievable then. Right on. And so moving on to the, the, the year of the NHL lockout, that was the first year you turned pro, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so Grand Rapids Griffins, uh, just that league in general, I remember watching it as a fan. That was, I think, maybe the year after the MTS Center opened, maybe? That was, the I think, the year it opened. Yeah. And right. so, I went to almost every game that year. Yeah. And so we got a good look. at The Moose were good that year. The whole AHL. The whole was, league. Yeah. 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 The whether it was, effect, yeah. yeah. Whether it was Spezza or Stahl or whoever else was in the league. It might have been the best the AHL's ever been. I think, I, yeah, I think it could have been uh, very well because it started right from the beginning of the season. Everybody yeah. was kind of, uh, there wasn't anybody thinking of keeping any of their top guys. And, no. And all their top prospects were had to play somewhere. Playing right? in the A. And yeah. they wanted to watch them. So, yeah, we, I remember we had Nick Cromwell at that time. He was he was a big prospect, and mm-hmm. uh, and he just absolutely tore the league apart the first year. Yeah, yeah and it was uh, it was pretty amazing. It was yeah. fun. I was gonna say, I think I saw on the roster. I think Hoodler was on the team too. Hoodler, yeah, there some really good ones. There's yeah. two guys that I want to ask you about in particular. Yeah, and so I'm looking at. Of course, I go to Hockey DB, but I'm looking at the the leaders of the le- league leaders that year, and so these two guys. Uh, Pete Vandermeer and Daryl Bootland. <laughs> 600 penalty minutes combined between the two, yeah. and they were both in the top 10 in PIMS. Like, yeah. What was it like going on, like playing with those guys? Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, me and Booter were, were good buddies back in, back in that day, and, uh, and like you said, he was, he was kind of one of those fan favorite guys. He'd do anything for the team, fought, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and uh, he liked to play it up too a little bit for the fans. A little bit of a showman. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Vadimir is another guy. Yeah, I played with him uh, for a season, and that was pretty cool because I actually played with Pete. I played with uh, Teddy, which is the youngest, one of the youngest brothers, and also Jim Vadimir. Jim Vadimir yeah. is the one that we'd be yeah, familiar with. Who is yeah. also tough as nails. But, yeah, I was going to say, but, uh, it's been, yeah. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, I was in, ended up playing with Pete. He was kind of a legend, uh, you know, with with you know in the Red Deer area and and also uh, uh, in the American League at the time. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. So that was, was pretty cool. Just top to bottom, like whatever stat it was that I read, like <laughs> that league was. It was like yeah, it was a mini NHL, man. It, it was amazing. Was, yeah. It was amazing. So totally eye opening for you. It would have been a great way to get seasoned, yeah, prepare you for what was to come, right? Definitely. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of quality players around here is tough to sort of break in a little bit because mm-hmm. there's so much depth at that point right but no. uh but also it kind of brings your level of play up when and obviously there's mm-hmm. good players around you too so. oh yeah definitely you want to ask them about the the cup <laughs> no hey that's okay no problem yeah. so <laughs> i'll leave that for you I'll yeah that's that's totally cool so yeah the stanley cup pretty big deal yeah yeah that's... so you cracked the lineup in 2007-08 you get a cup as a as a rookie uh, that roster we were already talking about, how special of a team was that? That was huge. Uh, yeah. and, and I was extremely lucky to be part of a, a group like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was there from the beginning of the season on uh, till the end. I think I went down for uh, about a six-game conditioning stint at one point mm-hmm. uh, because cause I wasn't, wasn't in the lineup for a right, right. period of time. Yep. And they want to keep me going, so that was... Uh, that was great too and then I came back and uh, finished the year up with them uh, you know so it was I mean it was amazing just to be part of that whole thing um, I never played any games in the playoffs mm-hmm. but 
Uh, I was around the whole time, obviously, practiced with, like, the big team all the time. Course, they they always bring black aces in and stuff. Yeah, of course, that, yeah. But uh, um, there's a few guys that end up practicing with the team. And, and uh, so, you know, it was kind of my job in practice to basically take reps from certain guys. Like, mm -hmm. I would take reps for, for Nick Lidstrom or, or Falski or, you know, they, they'd come back and I'd be like, hey, you want me to jump in for this one? You take a break here? And, yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. sure, because yeah. they're all battered Please, and bruised, please, right? Yeah. From the so, yeah, that was my thing. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I tried to relish it as much as possible while, you know, staying ready to play if I, if I absolutely had to. I don't think they uh, tried to do everything they could to keep me out of the lineup. But. I was just going to say, <laughs> oh, man. Well, but, I mean, yeah. with guys like Lidstrom, Chelios, Rafalski, yeah. who was, like, yeah. one of my favorite defensemen. I was a big Devils fan, so I loved Rafalski. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of the same type of player, Rafalski, yeah. so I'm sure that was a guy you looked up to. For sure, yeah. yeah. I, uh, and actually, Ken Holland, uh, when I first got drafted, kind of he gave me uh, an example of uh, Rafalski to sort of look at him, and he's a smaller defenseman, mm -hmm. moving guy, uh, oh, and so he's a guy that I looked up to big time, and uh, mm -hmm. it was kind of cool that I actually got to play with him a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's good. I was gonna, I, that was going to be my next question. Who was like your most common defense partner in your time there like was it a guy like Falski, Chelios like it was actually probably Chris Chelios Chelios oh, wow. yeah because he it was kind of the fifth sixth yeah. role sort of thing and yeah. uh, it was him it was sometimes Andreas Lilia Lilia um, yeah and then you know I'd, every once in a while I'd get worked on the power play sometimes which was unbelievable like Amazing, getting out right? there with like Nick Lidstrom at some point and like yeah just things that you know like looking back as a kid never ever would imagine no doing that and uh and even still, looking back, I'm kind of like, I played how, with those guys. How was I like yeah. in, this, in the mix here? But, yeah, but you were, man. You had again, every right was, to be there. It was fortunate. I was, yeah. uh, I was kind of lucky, but yeah. uh, um, but always memories that I'll never forget. Oh, and, and, uh, definitely, yeah, and and pretty special times. Yeah, those goalies too. I gotta, I gotta mention <laughs> yeah. the goalies, Osgood yeah. and Hoshik in the yeah, same yeah. same season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and used both of them too in the playoffs. Yep. And, yeah, uh, yeah, started. Yeah, uh, they were both. Uh, I mean, Ozzy was an awesome guy. I spent a lot of time with him, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, he was one of my probably better buddies, sort of, that you hang around with, uh, you know, when you're at the rink the and rink, stuff yeah. like that. And, yep. uh, um, and Dom was, was a pretty awesome goalie, but a character at the same yeah. time. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Definitely. Some stories about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he would do some weird stuff. Like, he would... Uh, at, like he was always the last guy on the ice, almost like all almost every day. Mm -hmm. he, his work ethic was unbelievable, but he'd sometimes want guys to. He, he. I think he'd get Homer, Thomas Holmstrom, to stand on like the the uh, ring outline there, and he'd be like, "Hey, Homer, just rip shots at my like, basically your collarbone area, like up here." He's, he wanted. <laughs> so I was like, "That's like the, the spot where goalies like never want to get hit." No, I was just gonna say that's like the it's drunk the guy at the bar telling you to just punch him, punch yeah, him as hard as you can. Like, I remember him doing that like. Once or twice after practice, and I was like, man, that's, yeah. kinda, that's hardcore, but oh, I, yeah. I respect it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it the, worked. Uh, yeah. Definitely worked. Yeah. Hall of Fame career for that guy. Yeah. Oh, man. And so I, I, I could keep asking about Red Wing after Red Wing, but I won't do that because we got some other stuff to get to. Yeah, no, uh, hoisting the Stanley Cup, yeah. every young player's dream. Could you have ever envisioned yourself reaching the pinnacle of hockey four years in? Of course, never. you're going to say no. Of course. Never, never, yeah. never. No. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even aside from, from the Stanley Cup, I was part of some. A lot of different winning teams and it. it's just looking back is unbelievable how lucky I was to be a part of those things like even in Red Deer the Mem, yep. Mem Cup I was a young kid coming in mm -hmm. and just to be able to be part of a, a group like that it was kind of similar to the Detroit situation yeah. where you have all these established kind of guys in the league and, and uh yeah and you just get to to go there and, and well work your butt off but yep. but uh just be 
in the same presence as some of those guys was Definitely. unbelievable. And then to be, well, I think it was, uh, you know, it was against Pittsburgh, obviously, and uh, there was a game there uh, at home where we were up with not very much time left in the game there, and uh, they had the room basically ready to go, like, if we won. We, yeah. we had our gear on, we were ready, like, because the black, some of the black aces would, would get their gear on, because then you go on the ice mm-hmm. and celebrate with all the guys. Right, right. So we so were sitting there with our gear on, like, God. And you're thinking, gear. is this bad karma? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were sort of thinking that, of but, course. but uh, you, you know, they to told do. us, like, what are you supposed to do? You, you gotta can't be ready. Just, you gotta be ready to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, uh, I can't remember, it gets confusing between the year after that when we lost and then you lost and, and uh, I was just going to say yeah. and plus it was such a blur like but uh, they ended up coming back and beating us in that game so mm-hmm. everybody's scrambling ripping plastic Tim. down and like uh, <laughs> broke my heart that year there was a big Pens fan that's right he got us back yeah. last year so you <laughs> mentioned so you mentioned the year uh, you guys beat the Pens and then the year you, yeah. you lost so how did you feel for a guy like Marion Hosa? Yeah, I mean, joined you guys for year that two. That was tough. Yeah, at the time he was like <laughs> bouncing around and every yeah. team like taking one year deals in the middle of his career. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I know and he was phenomenal back then. Like, yeah, at the end of his career, his and then he ended back. up winning three with Chicago. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, so you he, can't feel as bad now. No, right? no, but <laughs> I, I, I felt pretty well. I still remember just when uh, I when Pittsburgh. Well, I think it was. Yeah, it would have been Flurry would have made the save at the end of the game in uh, 2008. And then I remember it panned to the Red Wings bench or whatever, and there yeah. was host just sitting on the ice, just looking up at the clock. And it looked like, he, oh, man, I wanted to cry for the guy. I know, I know. I felt so bad for him. He was, but he, he's the guy that, with speed, like, he's such a big, he's a big guy. Huge. He, he doesn't, uh, he's deceiving. Deceptive, yeah. He was a guy that he was coming down. He had a, a fifth gear and then, like, a seventh gear that he mm-hmm. just take off. And it was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, the way he could handle the puck and hold on to it and, and hold guys off, it was just unbelievable. Oh, yeah, definitely. Reminds me of Malkin. I got to get that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's your yeah, guy. Very similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Very deceptive. Can yeah. turn it on, absolutely. Yeah. It I can so imagine. Until you see him in person, it's... Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and powerful and yeah. strong. And when you're I was just going to say, that. you know that all too well. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. That was crazy. He's yeah. one of the hardest guys to play against, I thought. Definitely. Um, talking about some guys that are still with... With the team, so St. Andrew's own Darren Helm. I'm sure you know him pretty well, right? Uh, pretty pivotal player for the Red Wings today, as well yeah. as Cronwall. To see a local guy like Helm, uh, you came up with in Grand Rapids, still flying around out there. How cool is that to see? It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Helmer was, was great. Uh, he came in as a rookie, and, and obviously the first thing everybody noticed is his speed. Like, mm-hmm. He was unbelievable speed. No one was no one was had the wheels that he did in the whole league, I don't think. And uh you know, he'd, he'd go on the on the penalty kill and, and wheel around and kill some, like, half the kill off just by wheeling around and, and keeping the puck away from people. It was, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. But it's it's really nice to see a local guy like that, uh, especially such a great guy and, and mm-hmm. a good person, uh, be able to continue on in his career. And, and, uh, and now, look, he's still playing and, it's uh, amazing. and doing really well. So Remember at the time, we were playing we were playing Junior B, and we were like, yeah, this guy came from our league. Yeah. <laughs> this guy came from the KJHL. Yeah. Get cut from the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. see, like, you never know. You just, you yeah. honestly, you never everybody, know. Everybody blossoms di- at different yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And so Cronwall, too, like, he's still crushing guys, like, coming, oh, coming up the wall. <laughs> like, how many times have you seen that in your life? Like, oh. Yeah, the way he hits, uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. You know, a little suspect at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. timing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in uh, his first year in the lockout in, in Grand Rapids, he, yeah. 
He absolutely demolished guys. Like <laughs> the best open ice hitter I've ever played with. Ever sure. seen ever. Yeah. Just, just his timing and mm-hmm. he's not he's not like he's a monster or anything and, mm-hmm. and not even like, like he's physically fit but he wasn't like you know a thick brick yeah. wall or anything and, and just the timing and the technique of his hits is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, definitely, definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. And so uh, back to uh, back to Helm for so a little cool fact about Darren Helm. Yeah. Uh, my cousin Derek, who's a big Red Wings fan, yeah. uh, he's actually dating Helm's cousin. Is he really? <laughs> And so, yeah, so that pretty much means I'm related to him. So yeah, I guess I shout out to my seventh cousin. Yeah, give me some tickets at the, the new arena. We'll see what I can do. Cuz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to love that. He listens to every episode. Yeah. So. Not, not Helm, but my cousin. Yeah. Uh, so the return of the Jets. I yeah. think that's probably what the most of the people want to hear about. Most of our listeners, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure you'd love to talk about it. When they returned in... 2011 you signed on july 1st how pumped were you to put on that sweater the same in your childhood team did you call your mom right away your dad like yeah like i mean that was uh that was crazy but we like we finished up uh i was in grand rapids actually mm-hmm. i was uh i played a full season in grand rapids that year uh the year before i signed with the jets and so yeah like i had spent my whole career in detroit and i uh you know definitely was ready for something new and and to, to see what happened somewhere else kind of thing and uh and obviously, during the, the previous season, you'd hear all the rumors. Everybody did, and, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the uh, the thought behind it was like, well, it's exciting, but I'm not going to believe it until, you know, just like Steiner said, until yeah. I see it, until I see, see it, it yeah. come here, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I just remember first when I heard uh, that uh, the Jets were re- relocating for sure. It was yeah. a sure thing. Uh, obviously, I, I was like, hey, like, what are the chances of, uh, you know, testing the free agency market in Winnipeg? Like, talk to your agent, and, mm-hmm. and why not, you know, because uh, uh, they're just starting out. Uh, but, you know, I, I wasn't expecting anything. It was just of kind of more of a, a fun right. conversation. And then... Uh, put, your, put your line in the water yeah, and see what happens. Yeah, put your line there, see what happens. And, uh, and luckily, there's some interest, obviously, and uh, they ended up signing me, and it was such a... You know, it's such a surreal again feeling. That's the word of the day here. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, to to watch the Jets play as a kid and then to have an opportunity to to play for that team is right. like, still like mind-boggling to me. And, and you uh, probably thought it would never happen again, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. It's and and obviously since yeah, like we had the heartbreak of losing him, like I said, and and then to not just the fact being a fan, like mm-hmm. you know, being so excited for them to come back. Like I was a fan, a huge fan, so I was pumped that they're coming back and then having the opportunity to make to try out for the team and all that stuff was uh icing on the cake i guess and uh um things ended up working out well i had a pretty good camp my uh the first year here and mm-hmm. uh, and then i ended up making the team out of camp um unfortunately i dealt with the bulk of my knee injuries uh yeah after that i had a couple of meniscus one meniscus surgery in, in detroit God damn previous it. and then yeah you know, when when you're when things start happening in your body, it, it kind of sticks with you. And right. uh, unluckily, I think a few games into that season, I, uh, I had to get surgery again on my knee, and then uh, I, w- I went down to St. John's when I came back, and I ended mm-hmm. up tearing my uh, MCL fully through in, so, St. in the same year. So that was tough. And during, then I, uh, during the playoff run there? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I came back and, and mm-hmm. played with St. John's in the playoffs, and right. we did pretty well. So yeah. uh, mm-hmm. so that was a lot of fun. And uh, and then I came back the following year and uh, locked out. And then we got locked out, yeah, for half the season. So, I was just reading an article literally today talking about Bogosian being out to start the year. Yeah. So that's 
total know, opportunity man. for you and then yeah. Yeah. so those are the things you know yeah but in, all in all it's uh I, I look back on it as as uh i was incred- incredibly fortunate to to have the opportunity to to even be here for the amount of games that i ended up playing so, of course right which was which was unbelievable after the lockout ended i remember uh you know it was kind of half season it was a sprint to the playoffs yeah. right away and uh, mm-hmm. i ended up playing I think it was like 18 or 20 games at that point, which was just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Like to, to come out of the shoot in uh, Bell MTS Center with like all the fans, that, that's a childhood dream. Oh yeah. I'm true, so yeah. it was just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I can only imagine. And so when those guys all came to Winnipeg for the first time, mm-hmm. want to know what their first impression was. And so <laughs> being a local guy, you and uh, Eric Fair, uh, yeah. were you guys a big help to the incoming guys from Atlanta? Like, yeah, I mean, year? Uh, yeah, like you tried to be. You tried to you be. Know? Obviously, Winnipeg, uh, small small city. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that that had to be a reminder to some guys. Uh, you know, because you know you have to really watch what you're doing around town. And, uh, and uh, As some guys found out just in general. Right? Yeah. Just in general, but uh, but other than that, it was funny because uh, we got a care package. All the players from various uh, companies and stuff, but. Uh, it was all winter clothes, basically. It was all like, <laughs> you know, like big, heavy jackets and get ready, boys. Get ready for this, guys. Yep. And, and yes. it's kind of, it's just one of those things where, uh, yeah, guys would just be like, "You guys, like, why do you guys live here?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then they get on the ice and they hear the crowd yeah. chanting "Crosby's better" or whatever. And yeah, okay, and maybe this exact- is why. And that's exactly it. it. It erases any kind of like doubt when mm-hmm. you you come out of that shoot and all of a sudden you got all these crazy best fans in the league behind you and, yeah. and going nuts and and to a certain extent pumping you up so you can win more games you know that was so amazing yeah yeah the, the amount of games we won at home was was oh yeah, was yeah. we were yeah. there for a good you were there I for most every right? game but a couple yeah. were you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Made, made it out to a few that year and, and like you guys know the first couple, first year or two it was it was like just every game was like a playoff nuts. game yeah it was oh yeah yeah yeah, it was. So, that was just that was, was probably the most fun I ever had. Yeah, that was the best winter of my life. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, sure. probably one of the most expensive. Mind. Yeah. Mind yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. It was all right. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, I was gonna ask about opening night against yeah. the Canadians. Yeah. So were you were you hurt for that one or? I wasn't. I you just, weren't. Eh? I was just. Uh, you just reserved. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Which was fine. And uh, yeah, whatever. obviously yeah. disappointed, but. Uh, um, but I mean, they're really good about it. Claude, Claude Noel uh, kind of said, "It's you know, it's numbers and it is mm-hmm. what it is." And and at that point in my career, I, it's not like I hadn't been used to uh, to playing that sort of role, right? So I had a depth role in my whole career in the NHL, which was which was fine. I was, yeah. you know, you take what you get. You knew what you, you were, know, right? Keep working, working to get past that. But, Definitely, uh, yeah. Uh, and it was it was a lot of fun and. Tried to just work hard and bring a good attitude every day. Of course, yeah. right? The guys probably love to have me around, right? Yeah, so. just keep me around as long as possible. Yeah. Oh man. And so you mentioned Noel, and I wasn't—I kind of forgot about Claude Noel. But any good Claude Noel stories? Like he's got to be one of. If Paul Maurice isn't one of the more entertaining coaches, I would say Noel is right yeah. up there. Yeah, he was oh. for sure entertaining. Uh, um, he always wore a shirt around around the restroom that said. The beatings will continue until morale improves, and so like that was kind of funny. He'd just he'd wear the shirt every day, and he the first like he'd come into the dressing room in the morning, and uh, he'd walk around the corner, and it was like, Major, what's going on? And he's such a <laughs> yeah, outgoing yeah, yeah. guy, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, always a lot of energy. And uh, he always used to say he wanted to bring joy to the room. Joy yeah. was his like number. Oh one. man, he would say joy all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so uh, that was it. Was really fun. It was it was. The funniest part was probably watching 
clips of himself on the TSN. Oh, while yeah. He was standing there, and we're all basically like... Oh, he would watch it. Kind of laughing at it. And <laughs> so he was kind of a like, showman, too. Yeah, right? yeah. I remember that one in Philadelphia oh, when they got all scored there, and he yeah. was saying, "Self, if you don't, if you can't yeah. explain what happened here, you're a sick man." <laughs> like that, it was just the funniest. I think that was exactly what we were watching actually yeah. at the point. So, <laughs> yeah, never a dull moment with uh, with Claudia. I, I really liked him. We actually good. bumped into him a couple summers ago when we were in uh, Pen- or I guess Falls, and we were in Penticton for that tournament. Yeah, that's out there. Yeah, and he was there scouting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. My he's dad and I went over yeah. and talked to him. He talked to us for like 20 minutes. Yeah, such he's a down awesome. guy. Yeah, he's, One of the best. Awesome. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I really like that, that is awesome. And yeah. so um, in those two years, you got to share the ice with some pretty awesome Winnipeg Jets, some of that are still around. So we all know Buff and Wheeler, Little, Shifes. Yeah. Uh, who's a teammate you played? Who is a teammate that you played here with that you really, really enjoyed? Uh, I, jo- I enjoyed you know a lot of the guys yeah. um buff is obviously he's a funny guy he, he keeps the room really loose and yeah. uh and you gotta appreciate a guy like buff he's mm-hmm. uh he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with on the ice mm-hmm. and then uh he's such a character off the ice that's uh, it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, other guys you know it's funny because you look at blake wheeler he's a, a really amazing player uh you know even that many years ago mm-hmm. and and uh always a really good guy like around the room obviously he's become the captain and it's just been amazing to see his transition his transition uh he was always so good but now he's just become this dominant guy on the ice and yeah. obviously uh you know the guy that he makes guys run basically he's, yeah. he's the he's the tone the driver right and the driver so uh he was a great guy to, to play with uh you could see big things coming for him mm-hmm. um and uh yeah, Bogo was was great. He was, he was a huge character. Uh, mm-hmm. We always uh, had some laughs in practice, and uh, and I could go on and on. That that for first sure. couple of years was was pretty cool. memorable for everybody, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, even like Nick Antropov, uh, yeah. super good guy. Yeah. and uh, you know, guy that cared a ton and, and sort of would, would uh, he, he's just really pleasant to, to talk to and, and be around so you nice. know guys like that it was uh, so cool to hear it was yeah. super cool to be part of it yeah definitely awesome. yeah. all right on and so moving on after that uh, you went to the KHL to play in Belarus yeah after that after the lockout year which I thought was really cool and you were forced to leave due to a health concern mm-hmm. with that straight note uh, you signed that AHL deal with Texas yeah and you were a major contributor to winning that Cal- Calder Cup yeah, fin- finally I had a role on the team. It was kind of cool. And that was what I was <laughs> So, two-part question was what I was going to say. Yeah. So, the Calders, it's different than the Stanley Cup, yeah. obviously, yeah. but you had a bigger role. So, That's was right. this championship a little bit sweeter in any way for you? It was, or? Uh, yeah, it's hard to, to, to even compare. Uh, mm. You know, when you're part of anything to do with Stanley Cup, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to compare anything. But yeah. uh, when you talk about that, yeah, it's... Uh, the fact that you have a bigger role on a team goes a long way, obviously. Sure you does. feel like you contribute and you feel like you have a bigger part in things, obviously. Um, but, uh, I mean, that was that was amazing. I was so fortunate to, again, get picked up by them. I was sort of, I came back from, from uh, Belarus a little bit, you know, down because I was dealing with, you know, the health issue and... Mm-hmm. And, and that cleared itself up, but then it was mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, now now what am I going to do? And yeah, I, was actually, I still want to play. You're only like 30 years old. At yeah, time, yeah. Right? yeah. So I, I knew I wasn't done, that's yeah. for sure, and I just had to find another place to play. But, uh, yeah, so I came back to the city here, and I actually started skating on the outdoor rinks a bit just oh, to wow. try to keep in shape. Back and stuff. to your roots, then, man, yeah. Yeah, and then Willie Desjardins called me oh, uh, yeah. with uh, with the Stars uh, and uh, ended up signing on with them, and uh, it was was just amazing like right when I got there I could tell that we had something pretty special mm-hmm. and uh, it's a good team. 
It's I almost like a lot of the guys didn't even really realize that. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't too familiar with some of the guys on that team. It's about Glennie. Oh, Glennie. Yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Winnipeg product. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. a big part of that, that win, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, guys like Travis Morin, he's still in the league. He still yep. plays for Texas. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. He, was, did he ever play for the Moose, Travis Morin? Maybe not. Oh, I can't remember. Maybe not. He did have, like, a sh- really short little season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say maybe yeah. a season or something. Quite sure. a few Dallas guys came through here at one point. Max Fortunis. Yeah. Max Fortunis. Yeah. We had James Neal was here for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Holy crap. Jordy Ben. Jordy Ben? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he crazy. played, but he was with them the championship. Yeah. Every year they lost. Yeah. Um, so Andy Ben was going to join the team, and then they shut him down. Because this year they went to Memorial Cup. And oh, okay. World Juniors, too. Yeah. But there's like quite a few guys came through here. Yeah, I was sure. just going to say, whether it was on loan or whatever that yeah. year. Yeah. It's it pretty lot. cool. So that group that you guys won the Cup with. like Yeah, it was pretty special, obviously. Yeah. And uh, I, I think, obviously, we had some – we had a good mix of, of young – really good young talent coming into the league and then also that's what it kind of what it takes I guess and and mm-hmm. uh and then some good veteran guys uh Dustin Jeffrey uh Penguin uh, right for Pango um Mueller uh, there's so many talent on the team like it was Justin Dowling he's still there yeah. to the to I was gonna say that's a name yeah. that's still playing yeah uh, but a guy that's incredibly skilled and and so yeah we've we uh we had some pretty good players and uh and it was just kind of ironic to be in the finals against the ice caps mm-hmm. and yeah so that yeah that was what i was gonna say next <laughs> yeah play against those guys that you'd you know gone to yeah. gone to battle with for the last couple of years right for sure yeah it was uh, yeah. i knew basically you know three quarters, three quarters of, of the club 90 yeah. percent of the, the guys in that team so it was mm-hmm. almost like playing against my team sort yeah. of thing it was just kind of weird but uh, but cool at the same point because going back to the back to the rock there was pretty awesome mm-hmm. uh, they, they were such a passionate town just yeah. around that team I've heard that arena is yeah. a, a great place to play for sure yeah it was yeah. it was great it was uh, you always look forward to going to the rink and and, and you just knew that the fans were going to bring it intelligent you know uh, rowdy uh, really in the game fans oh yeah so definitely I had a big part to the, the, the fun that I had there but to, to win it there was pretty nice too yeah big WHL fan my uh, yeah. old man's diehard Wheat Kings fans so, right on yeah, that's your um, bread and butter too yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. you played parts of five seasons with the Red Deer Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, they still are pretty good, but back then they were a perennial powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Your taste, first taste at WHL was as a 15-year-old, and you played five games. Yeah. Going in there, did you know anyone? or uh, Obviously, from camp stuff, did you have any friends yeah. from Winnipeg there? Or? Not really. Uh, yeah, I remember <clears throat> my dad. It was, it was, uh, my dad woke me up before school one morning, basically, and, and he said, you have... Would you want to go play with the Rebels? They're in Regina, and I, I think initially I was so excited, but then all of a sudden nerves just hammered me right away because mm-hmm. I was like, they want me to play like in a game sort of thing. Like this is crazy because, mm-hmm. you know, you're 14, 15, you're you're still a young kid, and oh, yeah. and then you're all of a sudden jumping into a league where you're playing against guys with full beards and like <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. So it's, it's a little yeah. nerve wracking, you know. Oh man. And, uh, yep. So initially, I was I was obviously excited, but incredibly nervous, and um, and so my dad was great with that too. He just said, you know, like let's jump in the car and go, kind of thing, and and we did it. And so we we drove to Regina and ended up playing the game Regina. I don't think I didn't even know that I was gonna go anywhere or play any more games with them after that one game. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that game, um, they had me stay for four more games because you could play yep. up to five games yep. without without. Uh, Losing eligibility or something like oh, that. Whatever yeah. the rule was, yeah. And uh, and so I did that, and and uh, that was quite an experience. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was I, nice. I think I ended up scoring my first goal actually uh, in 
was maybe Kamloops or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right, so that was just as a 15-year-old, but then you played your first full season as a 16-year-old. You've spent a bit of that season playing as a forward. Is yeah. that something new for you? or Yeah, that was brand done? new for me, for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, and something that <clears throat> I actually ended up doing in Detroit a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, whatever yeah. you could do to stick in the lineup. Yeah, it was, like, it was, it's crazy how things kind of come full circle at yeah. certain points. But, um, yeah, I, I, I played a few games on forward and sort of just ran around and tried to hit as many people as I could. And, <laughs> yeah, like a D-man playing forward. Some, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> Make some room for the boys. You don't have to think up on forward. You just skate around and hit people. <laughs> <laughs> so this first season would be a really memorable one for you guys went on to win the WHL championship. Yeah. Don't ask me to say that trophy's name. I can't say that. Yeah. Channel <laughs> with or something cup. Yeah. And then you guys went on to win the Memorial Cup. Yeah. Can you recall some of the high points from that season? Oh man, it was it was a crazy season. We uh, obviously there's so many adjustments you have to make as a as a kid going into that situation. It's your first. Mm-hmm. This is my first time away from home uh, for an extended period of time. So you deal with you know some homesickness and and uh, getting used to living with billets and and all the rest of it. But uh, I was very fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of good people, and uh, that helped a lot. Um, as far as the year went, I mean it was just. Great moment after great moment. Yeah. We, we were we were ranked pretty high throughout the whole season there. I yeah. think we were in the top 10 for maybe even top five for a good portion of that season. And then, uh, you know, when I really realized that things were going to get interesting, we made a trade uh, around the trade deadline for, um, we traded again, uh, uh, we, Justin Wallen for, and another goalie, I think, for Cam Ondrick and Martin Erat. Yes. Because Saskatoon had Erat at yep. the point, mm-hmm. but uh, you know they weren't in the playoffs or anything, so we picked him up, and he was a huge addition to our team. Yeah. He was such a talent back then from Czech Republic, uh, a yeah. uh, great guy too, and um, and so that was kind of the turning point. We we kind of we turned it up from there, and mm-hmm. ended up beating Portland in the finals in Portland, which was cool. unbelievable yeah. to to begin with at the Rose Garden. Yep. And uh, that was that was super cool, and then it just carried on from there. You kind of you just kind of you're riding the wave right? at that point. Yeah, it's the wave. Like, yep. You get to Regina, and uh, all of a sudden the round robin starts, and you're into it. You're in yeah. the thick of things, and uh, and then we ended up winning. Yeah, in the final six five, it was a come come from behind win yep. there, and it was just. Absolutely. Is that what it was? Yeah. I, yeah. I actually aware. watched it the other day at Did work. You? Did you? really? Yeah. <laughs> no shit, it's online. Really? So. That's awesome. I was going to ask you, uh, next question, yeah. almost touched on it, you didn't quite get there. How cool was it winning it in OT? Oh man, that was amazing. Um, Were you on the ice? The funny thing is, is that I scored the first yep. goal of the game, <laughs> and I think it was on my second shift of the game. Uh, I didn't play another shift until... Never. I never played another shift. I sat <laughs> on the bench the rest of the game. No way. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I was kind of like, I think that we dressed, we possibly dressed 7 that night. And you guys were deep on D. And we were pretty deep. Yeah, I was I, I was a young kid, and yeah. uh, it was just the way it was. And uh, But when you're not playing, it's worse than when you're playing, because you're, you're, I was sitting on the bench, and I was so nervous. Like, when we got into overtime. I was just going to say, you're, you're way sitting, worse. I was shaking the whole time. I didn't know what to do, because yeah. there's no yeah. way to release any of that, that uh, built up nervousness so it's uh that was so nerve-wracking but when we finally won that it was just an amazing feeling yeah. and some, my, my, my dad was there uh, you know a couple friends and family members and stuff and it was uh it was pretty special yeah, yeah. and that's true it's a blast it is i yeah. love going yeah. like i said earlier i go every year or try and go every year this will be my we're going to halifax this year this will be my yeah, fourth or fifth 
Oh yeah. My dad's six or seventh. He's been to he went to Portland in the eighties for it and stuff. No, really? Wow. Yeah. His Keith. Dad, yeah, his friend was GM of the Wheat Kings back then, so Unreal. Hang on before you move on to the next question. Yeah. Uh you're partnered up with Dion Phaneuf yeah. for a good chunk of the time. So what was that like playing with a guy like that? Yeah, that was super cool. And yeah. and that's the the crazy thing too, is that Dion and actually oh. Cam Ward too, uh <laughs> he they weren't even part of that in the Man Cup no. team. And uh they came the year after and uh Dion was this this little hot shot from Edmonton, Alberta, and uh, mm-hmm. and Wardo was obviously uh, he Wardo lived in Winnipeg for a little yep. bit too, he for the Wild. For the yeah, wild. He told me that I had no idea. And the Twins, yeah. well, they didn't have the Wild back then. It was, I, I think Warriors. Warriors, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so yeah, I, and I never knew Cam when he was here in Winnipeg, but we ended up playing together. He was such a great guy, obviously amazing goaltender, yep. and uh, and playing with Dion was super fun and interesting at times and, oh yeah uh, yeah he was uh, quite a talent especially in junior he was uh, oh yeah he was dominant uh, uh, say, phys- yeah. physicality wise and, and everything else so you guys I were used, a, you guys were a good match then eh? yeah i just used to feed him one-timers on the on the power play and oh, rack up man. a couple assists he had, such a, <laughs> he had such a bomb that guy yeah. he was yeah. unreal in the whl yeah so, great nhl yeah too, definitely yeah. even that first year in calgary he just kind of took the league by storm yep. yeah, who is great. this guy yeah, yeah he's running around hitting everybody yeah yeah for sure it was cool mm-hmm. so what was it like playing for Brent Sutter Brent yeah he was um probably my favorite coach um throughout my whole career I had some unbelievable coaches but Brent was uh you know you're in that point of your life where you're trying to learn you're trying to still learn life um life lessons and, and things that are going to make you a good person rather than just a hockey player too and that was his whole philosophy yep. was that uh, you know you got to be a good person off the ice and that translates to the ice and in your habits and your daily living and everything so I think I learned a lot from Brent uh, he was obviously a hard ass like he was <laughs> some of the stories he's a setter right yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> of the, some of the snap stories and uh, you know just different little things that that uh, went on were, were, were interesting, but looking back on it, it's just all fond memories. It's yeah. nothing that, uh, you know, you have any hard feelings towards, because he was the kind of guy that he, dem- he demanded a ton from you, but, you know, if you showed him respect and, and uh, if you worked hard, and you'd get that respect right back. I was just going to say, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and so he was, I think he was huge in my, in my development. Mm-hmm. And, that's really cool. And some to, of my success in my career. Yeah. That's really cool. Cool of you to say because I mean, in the NHL, you had Babcock, right? The Jets, you you had Noel, like guys yeah. like that. So it's neat to see say that uh, Sutter was the guy that yeah, you know, hold in high regard, right? For sure, yeah. He was mm-hmm. great, definitely. So this is where I kind of touched on some of my highlights. To ask you a couple questions. Um, <laughs> so you played three seasons with Cam Ward and yeah. Red here. <laughs> so being a big WHL fan back in the, I still remember going to see you guys play against the Wheat Kings. I think in. 203 or I can't remember what year you guys played them in the playoffs yeah and I was expecting to see Shane Bandera because I didn't know he had been <laughs> traded and there's this goalie Cam Ward I had no idea who he was yeah and he went on to have a 70 save you guys beat them in overtime he had like 70 saves love it for a sight eh? yeah <laughs> that's where he became his jersey or what I uh <laughs> not yet no not yet his are pretty expensive yeah that's a tough one to come yeah. back yeah. yeah but uh do you have any good stories about him that you can share Wardo, uh, we used to we used to uh, sit in the back of the bus together. So we had this thing called the pit at the back of the bus. Yeah. It's the only only four seats on the bus that faced each other. So as you got older, uh, you know, it was kind of you'd you'd weasel your way yeah. into those seats because we'd we'd uh, Wardo would always bring um, I think it was a piece of plywood 
And so we bring that on the bus because, you know, we had long bus trips. We, oh, we'd yeah. Go, we oh, would go, man. you know, from Red Deer all the way to Brandon. Yep. And then right after the game, you drive all the way back to Red Deer because you got to go to school the yep. next day. So it was like... Are you kidding me? Yeah, so like how are you supposed to sleep on a bus like sitting up like this the whole time? So uh, when you got older, it was pretty cool to be back in the pit there. And, and uh, Wardo and I were uh, bed buddies basically in the back there. And, uh, he, he brought his, uh, his board and we laid it out on both the seats. And then he had like all this bedding and stuff. And we set up a nice little, no uh, a nice little setup there. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was great uh, playing with him. He was such a down to earth guy, and yeah. uh, and uh, you know it was we had some really good times together. Yeah, right on. That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, I grew up. In, he was one of my top five favorite goalies. We'll touch on two more in yeah. a couple minutes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He just seems like he's one of the most genuine. Like yeah. when you see him talk, like I don't know sure. personally, but just good guy, top to bottom. Right. Yeah. He's a great human being. Yeah. Yeah. And, I've watched uh, watched him play a lot. I watched you guys play a lot. Whenever Red Deer came to town, Brandon, we'd make the drive out to watch. Really? Yeah. That away. Yeah. Things mm-hmm. are dedicated. I, I told you, man. <laughs> told you. He's the man when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, so. That's great. Yeah. So a couple of highlights for you out of, oh, aside from the Memorial Cup. As a yeah. 19-year-old, you were named the captain of the Rebels. And as part of the Red Deer Rebels 25th anniversary celebration in 2017, you were named the 10th best Rebel of all time. Both of those must have been huge honors for you. And I also read an article about that and... Brent Sutter had so much good stuff to say about you too, so yeah. that must have been quite an honor. That was, uh, yeah, such an honor and and pretty humbling actually. Uh, you know, especially to be part of that uh, the top twenty-five. I still sometimes think about it and yeah. it's just like, how am I in the top ten? You but, seem like a humble guy, so yeah. Yeah, like yeah. it just kind of, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but um, those kind of things are were pretty cool uh, to be part of and. Uh, for for a guy like Brent to say those things about me, I actually read the article too, and and uh, to, for him to say stuff like that, it's kind of like wow, like uh, for for a guy like that to say something, I must have done something right. <laughs> must so have. It yeah. was uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was such an honor. Definitely. So I think he kind of touched on this a bit. Yeah, earlier. I totally snaked his question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> Red Deer was somewhat of a defense factor in the early 2000s, producing some high end defensive prospects. Yeah. Who were you? often paired with over the years some of it was them. it was Dion he's the only guy I remember being paired with mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think you know obviously if there's injuries and, and different things but for the most part we were we were together almost all the time and and that was super cool it was lucky for me to, to be paired with a young guy well he's only a year younger than me but just to come up in in junior like that with a guy like that with that caliber of player was obviously a huge help for me mm-hmm. um, I think, in a way, we both helped each other mm-hmm. a, a fair amount, and uh, and uh, we ended up playing at the World Juniors together yep. uh, as a as a pair too. Even so better, yeah. That was that was unbelievable to uh, to uh, to be able to play with him and, and that at that kind of caliber. Yep. And like I said, I would just sort of line up on the, on the point and just lay him bombs <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just hammer him in. So primary apples, was, that's right. Easy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, that leads in perfectly to our next. All right. So we're. World Juniors, uh, you got to represent Canada in 2004, but this is also your second time representing Canada. You played for Team West in 2001 right. in the other 17s. How was it? What was it like to represent Canada? Yeah, that was, again, a crazy time, too, where uh, I wasn't really considered. I, don't, I wasn't part of the, the summer camp, mm-hmm. actually, uh, that year, and I wasn't considered when I was younger than, I think it was 19 when I went there, so I was one of the older guys, so which was fine, but... Even then, I never even really considered being one of the players that would break into that lineup sort of thing. So 
uh, as the season progressed, I, was, I think I was having a pretty good year, and uh, and I got asked to go to the the winter camp. Like, uh, so I went to Calgary and, and trained there for a little bit, and uh, and then ended up going um, to yeah to have our camp there, and and that was the most nerve wracking time of my life. I think uh, to try to this is something that I remember watching it with my dad. Um, you know, when I was a little kid, and I think you know, offhand, I and I said like, oh, I'm gonna play for that team one day. You know, like one of those things. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm in a situation where I am this close to being able to play for this team. And it's kind of like to play for your country is something. There's something deep there that is yeah. super special to wear to have that kind of pride to have the whole country behind you. Um, especially how crazy we are for the world juniors oh, yeah. in mm. our city. Where was it that year? Overseas. Overseas, right. It was okay. in Finland. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. And, uh, which is an awesome country. It was a good, great place to have it. But I think the, the lead-up to this whole thing was when we hosted the World Juniors in Winnipeg here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was the best hockey I'd ever watched. That uh, was something else. And, and, cool. and you're talking about how crazy was it, is it is at Jets games. It was, that was even I mean, crazier. every little hit was the place where the roof would blow off. Yeah. It was oh, insane. yeah, definitely. And uh, so that was unbelievable uh, to be part of that as a fan and then yeah. to have the opportunity to, to uh, play for the team. I remember I was rooming with Braden Colburn uh, in camp. And how they, they do it is they give you a call in the morning at like mm-hmm. 6 in the morning. So it's like either you're going to Finland or you're going to go home. Yeah. You know, so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, just, that's right. They used to televise, yeah. did they not? They yeah, yeah, they had the kids come up. Yeah. yeah, and then guys would be coming out just bawling their eyes. Oh, it's like, TSN, yeah. guys. Jeez. <laughs> it's like, come on, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was one of the lucky ones. I, I yeah. pulled the wool over their eyes and uh, <laughs> and I ended up playing playing that year. And nice. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, no, that was, that was amazing. And to be in Finland and uh, I don't know, it was. It was just surreal. I had some family members come over there, and uh, some even some buddies uh, come and uh, take part in some of the festivities, which was unbelievable. So mm-hmm. heartbreaking, though. Yeah, yeah, we all know how it ended. Yeah, we won't go there. We won't. We won't. Worst loss of my life. For I, um, was this say. your first time playing overseas? It was. No, uh, we went to Czech Republic when I was with. Uh, I believe it was under eighteen. At the oh time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we went to Czech Republic and won gold against uh, Russia, I think, there. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, as you mentioned, you were one of the older guys on the team. Did you find yourself in a bit of a leadership role because of that? Yeah, I think I think even just coming from, you know, uh, a culture like like, like like it was in Red Deer with, yep. with Sutter there, he expected a lot of you. Um, obviously, I think I tried to... to develop some leadership roles, some skills, but again, when you're playing with the best players in, in the world at your age, or you guys are all kind of cut from the same cloth, I guess. Exactly, and, and, I, and there's a lot of different leaders, and uh, on a team like that, I was, I was not really considering myself uh, a leader per se, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. you know, I'd obviously try to conduct myself just as a pro yeah. every day. Of course. Yeah. Just as I do anywhere else, yeah. And now I got asked this, so I mentioned Wardo was one of my top five favorite goalies. Yeah. That World Junior team had two of my other top five <laughs> favorite goalies. I actually have Josh Harding's jersey from that Do period. Really? Yeah. yeah, I got his white one. Yeah. Um, what was Fleury like back then? Was he a prankster like he is now, or was yeah. it all business there? Same so thing, he man. still looks, he doesn't look like he's aged. <laughs> no, not at all. You yeah, know? it's amazing. It's, he's the same guy. Uh, uh, obviously, I don't know him as well yeah. nowadays, but uh, back in the days, just he's. 
a lighthearted, uh, you like to joke around guy, but just a just a, a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. And you can see that even today, yeah. the way he interacts with fans, the yeah. way he takes extra time, um, and even in game situations, he'll I, laugh something off yeah. or or uh, you know when he the other night against Vegas when he swept all that or against the Jets, right? When he made the snow wall in front of the net. That's right. You see that? Yeah. 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 Little he's down like 2 nothing, and he's laughing on the well, bench with his glove over his face. Yeah, yeah. The last two times we've been here, he actually acknowledged, like I said, right behind the net. And I was wearing a Penguins jersey last year when they were here. Yeah. And he was there, and he, during one TV time, I was doing like this. He gave me a little Did thumbs really? up. Nice. Yeah, and then this year, he gave me a little nod. I was wearing my Vegas jersey right behind the net. And, yeah. Unreal. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's the kind of stuff that, yeah. he, that he would do. And yeah. uh, at the end of the day, it's a game. It's a it's a kid's game. Oh, so, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to bring that back and to, to be lighthearted like that, obviously there's a job to do, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's a game, and uh, you got to love love playing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it for my questions. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. not not really too much left to, to touch on, other than uh, I mean, I'll hit you with some rapid fire, and then uh, that'll pretty much wrap it up. But mm-hmm. uh, hardest guy to stop one on one. Oh man, uh, sure, there's plenty of them. Pavel Datsuk, probably. Oh, yeah, well. In practice. I was going to say, <laughs> practice against the guy for, what, six years or however yeah. long it was, right? Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was an incredible talent, obviously. Uh, and I had front row seats for a lot of it, which was mm-hmm. cool. Literally seats. I would sit there on the bench most games and not play, but I'd watch him. So yeah. that, was, mm-hmm. that was kind of fun. Yeah. But uh, uh, he was great. We'd play, you know, do little things. He was also a guy that had incredible work ethic. And... Uh, after practice, he a lot of times picked me out and, and want to practice, you know, puck keep away and like different things like that and, and work on his moves and his hands and mm-hmm. keep sharp and stuff like that. So I was his uh, beating stick, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm super proud of. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, How absolutely. many guys who can say that? That's right. There isn't. There definitely is not. Yeah, just that's like, who comes to mind. Anybody else that say you would play against? Yeah, obviously Alex Ovechkin. Uh, he came down to me a couple times, and uh, that that again is uh, is surreal. And uh, and it's one of the things where okay, you're like, yeah, I gotta focus here, or I'm gonna look like an idiot. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was unbelievable. I mentioned Malkin as a guy that was really hard to play against. Uh, um, and you could go through the league. There's so many different yeah, guys. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, Crosby, obviously, and I, I didn't play against these guys per se. Like I'd get right. stuck out in a shift, and I'd be like, right. "Get me off!" <laughs> be calling you. Yeah, I'd be like, "Hey, get out of here!" <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get off. That is awesome. Um, Babcock. I didn't really mention anything about that. That just kind of came to mind now. But uh, yeah. playing for him, yeah, pretty demanding guy. What was he like? He's definitely a really uh, demanding guy. Um, he was one of the best guys. Um, as far as best coaches and as far as just the way he would uh, conduct day-to-day uh, dealings uh, in the room and then in practice I yeah. thought like he was very methodical very quick very uh, the pace was always always quick 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 even with even with uh, you know video um, he would be all over the the guy that's controlling the video like <laughs> if, the, if the video wasn't on time you you were you were gonna answer to, to Babs uh, <laughs> And, and so, yeah, he, he was so good at, at just keeping guys on point and, uh, and, and prepared to play. Like, he's, he's a master at that. The thing that blows my mind that, uh, that year, I think it was the year you guys won the Cup, was the assistant coaches, too. I think he had yeah. McClellan and Paul McLean. Yeah. That's yeah. three big shots, man. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah, those were awesome guys. Um, 
both of those guys, but Paul McLean was kind of cool because he was like, he was nice a jet. Chance. Yep. Do you know he was born in France? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. No I was looking that up on a hockey card. I was like, is he really? And then I like went on his Wikipedia or whatever. Yeah, he's born in France. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that why he grew that huge yeah. duster? Must be. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that awesome. Oh, man. Definitely. Favorite teammate. Favorite teammate. Favorite team? One of your favorite league. Any team, any league. I'd just the guy that comes to mind. One I'd have to one. say, uh, just strictly because we roomed together and we were pretty tight, uh, a guy named Greg Amadio. Uh, okay. I played with him in Grand Rapids. Yeah, I know that name. Uh, we became super good friends. Um, and he was the kind of guy that, he was a tough guy, uh, a, a defenseman, uh, but he had he had some good skill. He, he played really well. He was just but the ultimate team guy. He would do anything for anybody. And um, we lived together for a long time, and, uh, and he was a great cook, which helped a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, the, the bonds you make with certain guys along the way uh, is pretty special. And, and like I said, like, you see guys now after I'm, I'm done playing, I haven't been out of the game for too long, but every time you see a guy away from the game or, or, uh, or after you're finished playing, uh, it's, it's kind of like you never you were never apart almost. It's like, hey, what's that? You're, you just get right back into the swing of things. Right, and, right. Uh, like I saw Colby Armstrong here the other day at uh, the Keen uh, the Classic. Keen classic. And, uh, Did you play or no? No, I never no. played. But yeah. uh, I came. We were in St. James here with Learn to Play, so I just shot out here because I knew he was here and uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to say hi to him. So it was kind of cool just to be able to reminisce a little bit. Uh, Definitely. For only about forty minutes, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of. It's it's hard to pick one person. It's for sure. You know, there's so many yeah. good guys. So many. So uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, we know how hockey is, right? Yeah. Like you never play at that level, but you meet so many different guys yeah. when you jump in team to team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, that's where I was fortunate, sort of along my career too, is that I, especially in Detroit, I was able to stick around there for a, yes. for a, yeah. a pretty yeah. good portion of time. So yeah. I was pretty lucky that majority way. of your career, right? Grand yeah. Rapids, Detroit, right? Yeah, you never want to mm-hmm. get totally comfortable as a player, but uh, it was nice to know. That I was going to be there. Although I, yes. I, I thought at the time I could be gone any day, so yeah. yes. you never know. But looking back on it, um, it was I was pretty special to be actually not moved around as much as some some guys some were. guys yeah. were, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah, you, you always got to feel for those guys, right? Yeah, it's it's tough because you you know especially if you have a family, family or even just if you have a wife or a girlfriend, you know, there's right. a lot. They're, they're, they're laying down roots yeah, just yeah. as much as you are, right? Like exactly. Yeah. Too, like yeah. So all us diehards when we're watching uh, trade deadline, taking the day off to watch it at work. <laughs> exactly. Right? These yeah. guys are getting their lives, uh, you know, uplifted. Like, yeah, yeah. Turned around uh, yeah. on the blink of an eye. And you see it firsthand, right? You've yeah. Seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, pretty cool times. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, best goal? Yeah, best goal you played against. Best goal you played against. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're in practice. My favorite goalie of all time is Chris Osgood. Sure. <laughs> Good answer. He was uh, safe answer. He was just such a funny guy. Like yeah. he's kind of quiet, but like, um, it, I think if you if you liked to, he he was just such a funny guy to be around. Like, and, and it worked out well because for a long period of time, uh, Hasek was playing most, a lot of games. Yeah. And uh, whereas Ozzy was the so that means man. I would be there after practice you know, working on different goalie drills with Ozzy and, and doing different things with him and another guy named Jim Bedard, which is the goalie coach yeah. in Detroit at the time. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy was also an awesome guy. Like, they, they kept it light, they kept it fun, and uh, uh, but also it was, it was a lot of bearing down hard work, and uh, Ozzy was, he just kept it funny all the time. He'd just do some just outlandish things in mm-hmm. practice. Uh, and keep you laughing and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's no great. wonder that he's on the their their local broadcast. AM, yeah, yeah, exactly. TV, he's right? Good yeah. too. He is good. Yeah. He is, he is really good. Animated yeah. guy, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Definitely. he was always uh, a treat to hang out with. 
Nice. Right on, yeah. man. And so before we go, we got to ask you about this year's edition of the Jets. Yeah. What's your take on where they're at? What do you think? What are you thinking heading into playoffs here with the Jets? Right yeah, now? obviously uh, they were going through a bit of a down down spell there, which is that's just the season, right? You go through ups and downs, and uh, there's a lot of talk of, of you know at least it's not in the playoffs that this is happening. Yeah, it's, right. uh, it's happening before. Better now. And so I, I thought that uh, obviously we're on a three game win streak now, so they're starting to pick it back up, yep. and uh, and in the, the the right timing, I think, because. Uh, you know, you do, it's not like they say uh, the, flip, the flip of a switch where you can kind of just turn it on and the yep. playoffs start, although if they were doing poorly, you'd hope they could do that. But uh, it looks like they're going in a really good direction now. And, and uh, you know, when you get guys like Bufflin and Morrissey back in the lineup, oh, that's man. just going to bode so yeah. well. So mm-hmm. I think we got a lot to be excited, excited about, but uh, also don't get too ahead of ourselves yes. here, you know. It's mm-hmm. uh, one step at a time. Yep. So uh, just as we saw last year, it gets pretty exciting, and uh, the city is – is uh, alive and it's almost hard to keep up yeah. with it. So. What a way to showcase the city, hey? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, just keep it, keep it, uh, keep it together here yeah. until the playoffs start. We'll try, yeah, we'll try. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll build it up again. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, Derek. Ben, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, that was thank, awesome. Thank you very much. Hey guys, thanks for uh, joining us for the last hour, and hopefully you've made it this far. Uh, there's only one other news bit that I'd like to get to uh, on Monday it was reported that Brady Keeper had signed with the Florida Panthers a two-year deal didn't make a huge splash around the league but locally here in Manitoba we definitely heard about it that's because Brady hails from Cross Lake Manitoba and if you guys don't know where that is it's about 10 hours north of Winnipeg here and that's a, a place that Timmy and I are all too familiar with as Brady actually spent the 2012-2013 season with the Norway House North Stars of the Keystone Junior Hockey League. And you guys are probably wondering, hey, what the heck is that? And, well, that actually is the league that the two of us played in. You could read it in our description. Anyways, so Brady was a uh, – after spending the year with Norway House, he went on to spend four years with the OCN Blizzard of the MJHL, a little more of a uh, – well, a bit of a step up from the KJ. He played in the KJ as a 16-year-old, and then he spent – after spending time in OCN, he played two years, or I believe it was two years with the University of Maine. And so this story, like I said, it hits pretty, well, it can't really hit close to home for me and Timmy because, you know, we can't put ourselves in their shoes. But what a story. Uh, Cross Lake is a place that has uh, had a difficult time in the past. I, I do believe that it was a, a national story in Canada in 2016 when there was five teenagers in the community that committed suicide while uh, in the weeks that followed, uh, according to TSN, there was 140 other attempts of suicide uh, prompting the the community to declare a state of emergency. We used to go up north. We'd ride the bus up north to Cross Lake and Norway House. And well, when we'd get off the bus, it was, uh, it was, it was a different place. I'd never been, in, been to a place anywhere like that. I will say that the crowds, the way that th- that community supported their hockey but both Cross Lake and Norway House was, uh, it was overwhelming. I I remember going to uh, Norway House for a, a banner raising because they had won the league championship the year before. And it was, they had a light show, oh, man. And this was a, this was a big deal to us because we had never, uh, we had never, you know, experienced something like that playing junior B. They had a light show. The place was like, it was like it was sold out. They had security guards. It was, had to be one of the best atmospheres I'd ever experienced personally playing hockey um 
what this will do, Brady Keeper joining the Florida Panthers, is going to be paramount to the Indigenous community, not just here in Manitoba, but I mean across Canada. This uh, Jordan Tutu uh, has been a been a huge advocate for Brady Keeper, uh, and I I just can't emphasize enough what this is going to do for the community. And I'm I I, I I'm having a tough time talking about this because I I I experienced the place. I experienced Cross Lake. It's, in my opinion, well, not so much in my opinion, but it can't be an easy place to grow up. And to to see Brady come out of a place like that, have the success that he's had, uh, if he can be, he he's going to be a, a massive inspiration to the to the people of the of of the north. And I I couldn't be more excited for this kid to uh, begin his career with the Florida Panthers. It's, I just can't, I can't understate it enough. I almost get emotional when I'm thinking about it. So I'll leave you guys with that. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Like, follow, share. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, all, all of the above. Uh, and as far as the podcast goes, uh, please share. Um, that's the, the best way. That's the best way to get this thing out there. So, uh, the most important thing to remember now, of course, uh, we leave you with this every episode, is always remember to shoot the hockey. This is Tongues Out, Peace Out.